0: Hey y'all, my name is Abby Wilson. I have the privilege of serving as Director of Guest Services at New Vision. I'm so glad that you're joining us today on our podcast as we continue to walk through the book of Acts. If if today is your first time joining us, welcome. We walk through scripture together. And so we, as I said, are reading through the book of Acts right now, which follows the Gospels in the New Testament. So you are welcome to jump in today where we are, or you can also go back and listen to some of our previous episodes where we go verse by verse. Verse through scripture. If you have been with us for a while, then you know how this works. We're going to read scripture together and then I'm going to give you a thought or takeaway. Today we're going to be reading Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 35. So let's go ahead and jump into this together, starting in verse 1. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, Unless you were circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through both the Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversation of the Gentiles and brought great joy to all the brothers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they declared all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, It is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of Moses. And all the assembly fell silent, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agreed, just as it is written, After this I will return, and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen." I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who make these things known from of old. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. For from ancient generation, generations Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leading among leading men among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings." to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Who y'all, this was quite a bit of scripture. I would encourage you, if you have time, to go back and read this for yourself because I am not going to have time with all of these verses to walk verse by verse um, to dissect it like we normally do. There are a couple things that I do want to point out, though. We see kind of in the first part of this scripture that... Um, back, back in verse five, we actually, we see the Pharisees come back up and it says, but some believers who belong to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of Moses. This is very on brand with what the Pharisees do. Even if you think back to, to the gospels, you know, we, we just finished, well, not just, it's been, it's been a little while now since we're already in Acts 15, but, but the series that we did before Acts was Mark. So that's one of the gospels where we walked verse by, verse and and saw kind of the life of jesus that led us all the way up to easter and and we saw there was so many examples of the pharisees questioning him on keeping the law this is what they are about they are about keeping the exact letter of the law of moses what they are failing to realize and remember is that through jesus's crucifixion and resurrection he has fulfilled the law he has made the ultimate sacrifice. And so all of these traditions, while, while you know, it, it is important to their culture, there are certain things that we still want to uphold. We want to uphold the letter of the law that honors the Lord. Um, we want to put no one before God. We want to to honor those that we are in relationship with. The actual acts of like of, of sacrificing, of circumcision, um, Jesus fulfilled all that and and something that stood out to me here is when everyone was gathered together, what Peter stood up and said um, in verse ten is, Why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that that we haven't been able to bear? we haven't been able to do this, but we believe that we will be saved through the grace of Lord Jesus Christ." just as they will. And if you remember, if you are familiar with scripture back in Luke five, Jesus says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so asking Gentiles who do not grow up in this culture to maintain the letter of the law, the way that the Jewish culture has, is it's not an attainable goal. And so therefore, it would be casting out all of them because they didn't grow up in this culture. They didn't know these laws and asking them to uphold what has already been fulfilled is, is not keeping the nature of the new law, which is to love others well, to love God and to love others well, to walk well with others. But we see Peter say that God who knows the heart is, gave the Holy Spirit to them just as he gave to us. He's speaking to the elders, to the disciples, to the Pharisees here, that just as God has done for us, God is doing for them because of the fulfillment of Scripture. And that is what is important here, that we need to remember. This is our takeaway for today. This is what I see in all of this Scripture, in all of these words, and all that happened when... when um, when judas um which remember this is a different judas there are a couple judas, judases in the bible this is not judas who betrayed jesus this is judas of Barsabbas. um when when judas and silas went out with the letter and went to these gentile cities this was an encouragement they were able to encourage and minister to these people it says even paul and barnabas remained in antioch teaching and preaching the word of the lord This is who Jesus was sent to save. And this is who these disciples are sharing the good news with. And this is who we are called to minister to today in our church, in our local church, in the capital C church. Because the people that know the law and and already are in relationship with Jesus, while we are to remain in community, those aren't necessarily the people that we are called to reach. Jesus did not come for the saved. He came for the sinners. And what have we been called to do? We have been called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And our neighbor isn't necessarily going to look like us, isn't going to act like us, isn't going to believe like us, but our call is not to judge. Is not to prescribe the letter of the law and say you have to follow command A B C D E F all the way down. I think there were over it's either three or six hundred laws if you go back to um, to Leviticus and Numbers and and you start looking through those laws. Um, Deut- I'm sorry, Deuteronomy and and Leviticus. If you look through all the laws, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of laws. But Jesus fulfilled that. That's not what we're called to do. We're not called to say, to throw the Bible at them and say, you need to memorize this. You need to know this. You need to follow everything to the letter. Our call, your call and my call is to love, to love God and to love others. And by loving others, we show the love of God by meeting people where they are, by walking slowly with people, by saying, we're not the same And I wanna show you what it looks like to have something in common where we might not have anything else in common. We might not have the same cultural background. We might not have the same spiritual background just as the Jewish and the Gentiles did not have the same spiritual background. They were raised differently. We can have one common accord, to love God and to love others. And if we can meet on that stance and die on that hill everything else can fall away and we can join together in this one movement to, to make Christ known. And that's what we want to be about. That's what we want to be about at New Vision. That's what we want to be about as Christians. That's what we want to be about in the global church to make Christ known and get as many people to know Christ as we can. There's, there's something that I've seen. Recent, I'm sure it's gone around for a while, but something that I have noticed recently on social media is um, a desire to make heaven crowded. Make heaven crowded. Make it be the ultimate reunion when, when we go to heaven, whether it is through death, death on this earth or through the second coming of Christ. Let it be a place where we can rejoice that so many people are there, that, that we walked out this mission well. Don't get caught up like the Pharisees in the letter of the law. Walk well with people. Love them as Jesus loved them. Meet them where they are as Jesus met them. Walk with them slowly as Jesus walked with them. And let the love of Christ and the movement of the Holy Spirit within you, let that be what what guides your words, what guides your path. And God will work out in their hearts what needs to be worked out. It is not our job to to hold them to this. That is the work of the Lord. We need to walk well with people and love them well. So I encourage you to do that today. Maybe you have a relationship in your life that's hard. Maybe there's someone in your life that that is on the outskirts that that you haven't involved in conversation or or stepped into a relationship with them because you don't have a lot of common ground. Love them well love them well, let the love of Christ shine out, and let your common goal be that you have something in common, and that is the love of Christ. Be blessed.